Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Thursday, October 12th at Keeneland. Don Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We're taking a look at the late pick four each day. And on Thursday, it starts in race seven, Jim, with a maiden event for two-year-olds going a mile on the turf. These are usually wide open, full fields, and that seems to be what we have there. I'm going really deep when we get to the pick four. How'd you see this one? Yeah, I like wide open, big fields on the turf. That's... uh my favorite kind of race at Keeneland. I, I had a hard time separating. I, I've got four picks here uh, for different reasons. I like the 12, tireless on the outside for Todd Pleasure. Uh, he ran big at Kentucky Downs. Only got beat by two links. Uh, he was five wide on the turn, and he got beat by a horse named First World War, who ran really well here on Sunday, but was just like tireless, hung in a 12-hole. And that affected his ability to run a good race. And he is one that we'll put in our stable mail for next time because he ran well. So I think the fact that First World War won that race at Kentucky Downs and Tyrus ran two lengths behind uh, is a big plus. Luis Saez is on the horse. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of – he's only been out one time. He didn't have a lot of speed that day. But I think Louis will give him the race for the 12-hole, and I think he's going to be a legitimate favorite. I like a couple others in here. Mill Street for Michael Stidham, second race uh, after a race at Colonial, got beat five and a half, went off at 12 to one against a couple more horses in here. I think this horse is uh, probably got more upside. It says unprepared at start. So that means they gave him about five or six links on the start. He was six and a half links out at first call. So Mill Street for Michael Stidham and Rosario. Uh, Rosario's strong finisher, so I look for this one down the stretch. Real Men Violin for Kenny McPeak is the four to one second choice on the line. I'm not sure that he really likes the dirt uh, or, or really likes the turf. He likes the dirt. Got taken off at Saratoga and ran well and came back in a maiden special weight, ran well at Churchill, but his worst number is his turf, de- turf debut at Ellis Park. I'm just assuming he's gotten better and they really want him on the dirt, on the turf. And so um, that 74 buyer last time out, if you translate that to the turf, it's going to be really good. And then Frontline Warrior uh, got a really bad start last time out for Shug McGahee at Kentucky Downs and came back, only got beat three and three quarters, went off at three to one. Uh, Flavian Pratt takes the mount, got to use him as well. So I'm going to stick with those four slight edge to tireless. I'd have a big edge if he wasn't in the 12 hole. Yeah, I think uh, he is the, definitely the one to beat. I think the the post is what makes him vulnerable. I took Frontline Warrior on top. In his debut, he was third behind Carson's run, who came back and won a stake at Woodbine. And the next time out, ran second after some trouble at the start down at Kentucky Downs. And uh, it's your guy, Flavian Pratt, who rides the turf so well. And that kind of sealed it for me on Frontline Warrior to go on top. Then I've got Tireless second, Mill Street third. Uh, I like the fact that he debuted at a mile and a 16th and didn't have a great start either. Uh, the four Edgar Town was second to Can Group, who won the Bourbon on Sunday at Keeneland. Uh, Omex is uh, the nine uh, for uh, Walsh. This horse has had four races and I think three fourth place finishes and a second. So they've all been solid. And now he gets to turf and would seem to have a, an opportunity to move up on the surface change. So I'm going to put that one on my ticket. And then a sixth horse that I will put on my ticket if he draws in would be Deadpan, who's in the 13, but does have really good speed and would have enough maybe to, to clear the field and overcome the post, uh, cutting back from a longer distance. So I'm going to put that one on there too in case he draws in. Uh, but I have Frontline Warrior on top. 
The uh, eighth race is an allowance optional claimer for three-year-old fillies going six furlongs. I went pretty narrow here with Little Prankster on top. Uh, her last two at Saratoga were victories with mid-80 buyers figures, and I think she looks really solid in here. But the four Aunt Becca uh, back in the spring had a six-length win at Keeneland with an 87 buyer figure. Nothing else like that before or since, but uh, maybe a horse for course angle. So I'm going to throw that one in there for Cherie DeVoe as well. If you wanted to go deeper, uh, Magical Loot, the two, has uh, played a, a bit of a tough schedule, if you will. But I'm just going to go too deep and take Little Prankster on top. How about you? Yeah, I have those two. Little Prankster is the obvious uh, even money choice here and probably will go off somewhere close to that. But Aunt Becca, uh, with that win at Keeneland, uh, Magical Loot also has a win at Keeneland. Uh, but I thought Aunt Becca was, was more impressive than the one that Magical Loot had when she broke her maiden here back in the spring. Um, I also threw in a third horse, and um, I like this angle a lot. When you look at a race and you see that all the horses have won two races except one, uh, I think one horse has won three, but Wilma Mankiller, the, the uh, three-horse for Larry Ravelli, Sometimes we overlook those horses coming out of Hawthorne, but this horse has won five races out of 11 lifetime. Uh, four for seven in 2023, has danced a lot of dances. This is her seventh, um, the eighth race in 2023. So, um, But Larry Ravelli is uh, notorious for putting them where they can win, and he's a 32% trainer this year. There's nobody other than the Brad Coxes of the world that approach that. So he puts them where they can win. Well, a man killer last two times out, one by eight and three quarters and by five lengths. So I think she's got a shot in here. Uh, moving up to 125,000 optional claimer, going to use her as well. So three for me in the eighth race. Let's go to the ninth race. Uh, this is a first level allowance for three year olds and up on the turf at a mile and a 16th. What do you see there? I don't have a clue about this race. I, I, I thought this one was the most wide open of, of the races, even more so than that maiden special weight uh, on the front end of the pick four. Uh, tall boy for Doug O'Neill is likely going to be the favorite here. Uh, off Drops out of a $200,000 stakes race at Kentucky Downs. Before that, he almost won an allowance at, Kentucky, at uh, I'm sorry, Ellis Park, our other Western Kentucky track in Kentucky. 82 buyers back-to-back. So tall boy, I think, might be a lukewarm favorite here, but I can make a case for a lot of them. Mr. McGregor for Bill Mott and Rosario, second off a layoff, uh, broke his maiden at Kentucky Downs, a very fortunate thing with a big price down there in a $153,000 maiden special weight. Uh, coming right back off that might be good enough to, to win. The horse really looked good at Kentucky Downs first time on the turf. Um, and then the outside horses, uh, I, I, use, I use 9, 10, 11, and 12. I hate to do that in a, in a turf race, but I thought those four were the horses that might jump up and run them down the stretch. King Curlin for Brittany Vandenberg had an 82 buyer last time out at Kentucky Downs. Uh, blame the good times for Brian Lynch gets Louis Saez with a six to one morning line that probably won't hold up. Almost one at Gulfstream last out. Single the 12 for some uh, not not so common uh, ownerships and. Um, trainer jockey combination but this horse had an 80 buyer last time out at colonial and uh, that turf course uh, is, is 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 really good and probably that form would translate well to keeneland and then i'm going to throw in a 20 to one shot the nine horse um flavian pratt rides for, rides for ron moquette 
and this horse broke his maiden at Ellis Park last time out with a 70 buyer, but uh, huge jockey upgrade from Machado to Flavian Pratt. And let's get 20 to 1. No way I'd leave Pratt out here. So I got six. Not a, not a strong opinion at all. I actually do have a, a strong opinion in here on Mr. McGregor. Uh, down on the inside, went back and watched the race at Kentucky Downs, and this horse could not have won more easily. Uh, I'm not sure he was ever asked for much, and he was locked uh, locked down at the at the finish. And the, this looks like there's a lot of upside there, and catching a field that maybe is just not that strong. You know, Tall Boys one for ten, King Curlin's one for eleven. You know, blame the good times I like a little bit, but uh, not a great post there. So uh, I kept looking at Mr. McGregor, and it's you know it's a a big ask, but that was the first time on the turf, off a bit of a break, and maybe the the surface change is what he wanted to do all the time. They had him uh, against some uh, he ran against Stark Angelo earlier this year, so maybe they thought he you know was a you know Derby type prospect that they were working with. Anyway, got him on the turf. One as easy as, as you please, and um, you know, solid seventy-five buyer. But I think there's a big uh, chance this horse could take a, a move forward in the second start, and if he does, could be awfully tough from a nice draw. So I'm going to take Mr. McGregor, and then I'm going to use Tallboy and King Curlin, the two with the the form that is the I think the most solid. Just they they had a lot more seconds and thirds than wins, so I think that's what makes them vulnerable. So I'm just going to go three deep when we get to the pick four. Tenth race is maiden claimers at the 50K level. Phillies and mares three and up, six furlongs. Uh, over time, you have talked me into taking a, a longer look at first-time starters and maiden claimers where you know nobody's got any established form that's particularly impressive. And so, oh, my God, the 10. It's Eddie Keneally and Saez, a potent combo over time here at Keeneland. Of course, the first-time starter, and without any other form that I'm really wild about, I'm going to take that one on top. Uh, she's a small town girl. Uh, was uh, it ran well in the first time off uh, the drop from maiden special to maiden claiming, and was drawn in the twelve hole and, and still almost won. And now is right back at this maiden claiming level. Uh, the nine Saint Benedict's Prep. Uh, I've got to put on there on the class drop, and it's Chad Brown. But these kind of Chad Browns never seem to 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 win for me here at, uh, at this this meet or the spring one. So I'm very skeptical of this one, but I'm going to put him on the ticket or put uh, her on the ticket. And then be Miss Hattie, just on the angle that this is her first time against the maiden claiming company, the eight horse. I'm going to include that one as well and go four deep on my pick four. How do you see the 10th race shaking out, Jim? I saw it exactly the same way. I think, oh, my God, um, I don't like the 10 hole, but I love that work at Churchill on September 29th, uh, 47, breezing second out of 85 at the distance that day, um, and backed up uh, a work of 47-3 the week before. So this horse's works have gotten progressively better. It looks like to me that Eddie's got this one ready to roll, and and, um, I love a first-time starter getting the tag. So... Like, oh, my God, uh, I'm only going to go too deep here. I'm going to use Chad Brown. I'm, I, that's a defensive move for me. I, I'm, I'm like you. This is not Chad Brown's best filly, but um, she gets Jeru to ride. Florent is riding really well for the last couple of weeks. He shipped to New York the other day and, and won the grade one with the, um, with the uh, Brad Cox horse that scratched out of the futurity here. 
and then he comes back and and won on um, won the Spinster on Sunday. So he's riding really well. Uh, I think he moves this horse up a little bit. And St. Benedict's Prep is my other. Just gonna go too deep here. Nine and ten to end out the pick four. How's your pick four ticket look? I spent seventy two bucks. I had two horse two races I wasn't very sure about. So three eight ten twelve with three four seven with one three nine ten eleven twelve. With nine ten, when you look at those numbers, I guess I, I hope the outside's good on uh, Thursday. Well, I ended up with a seventy-two dollar ticket as well, structured a little differently. I'm going six deep in the front end, three, four, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, then seven and four in the next leg, one, three, ten in the next leg, and then seven, eight, nine, ten in the finale for a seventy-two dollar ticket. Uh, don't forget about the uh, Keeneland Turf Pick 3 bet on the Thursday card. Uh, uh, every day there's at least three turf races that's in play for a $3 increment. Uh, and uh, we will, we'll be back uh, for another edition of the In the Money podcast to take a look at Friday's Late Pick 4 and come up with tickets for you for that. Uh, the Sycamore Grade 3 featured on that Friday card. For Thursday, we'll just say good luck from the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.